This message is brought to you by Redesign.co. As an SGI member, you can receive a 100% fully optimized website that's hosted for free. Have a website you like already? Redesign.co can dramatically boost your presence on Google free for 90 days. Redesign.co is also a full-service digital marketing agency that can assist you with all of your online needs, including PPC. Call 208-261-9898 or visit sgileads.com for more information and see how you can get a free consultation of your current website. I have a lot of goals and I have a lot of ways that I track them. I'm just going to give you one tool. So what I'm, what I'm, the reason I'm saying that is I want, I would encourage you guys to have multiple goals in your life and ways to track them. And so this is just one of the things uh, I use. Uh, it's a money map. I don't know how well you can see it there. Oh yeah. I just make it myself. He just said, basically the bottom line of the money map is set the goal of how much you want to be making each week or each month, and then break that out into what that's going to mean each day. And yeah. even though you probably aren't selling on Sundays or whatever, it's, you, what you need to do is write down the amount of money you made each day or each moment after each close or whatever. So, you know, on Sundays I'm writing zero. And he said, it's important to write that zero that you made no money on Sundays that your brain needs to know that. And so yes. it's just, and then each day, write it all down and then, um, know what your minimum is like you know if your average was you need to be making 300 dollars a day to meet your goal you need to right. know that write that somewhere on this calendar and just literally just make yourself a little month's calendar like i just you could tell that i hand made the whole thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he said so track it all yeah. and know, know what your daily minimum is and just just somehow for some reason just knowing whether or not you're on track just does something it, it does something and because it, it's it, a psychology yeah it just makes your brain recall more people who were near closing that you might want to call and you go oh right Ooh. that guy last week he said all he needed to do was uh whatever get clearance from his the 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 home equity loan or something like that oh, right, right. Right. Call. it right. just because i don't know but just trust it guys do it it's so <laughs> easy to do yeah. i did it and my my i increased my um my my closing percentage went up once I started using my money map. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, Shai family and other contractors across the country. I am so thankful for your time that you chose to spend with me and this interview. Uh, as a reminder, you can watch this interview on YouTube or you can listen to it on your podcast player of choice. Just search for us, uh, The Successful Contractor. I'm sure you'll find it and 50 or more episodes that we have published. So very excited that you're here. I'm even more excited to bring to you this particular discussion. It is with Michael Pompeo, a comforter advisor with CM Heating in suburban Seattle. Uh, Michael is a multi-time crown champion, which means according to SGI standards, you've sold more than $1.5 million in residential HVAC equipment in a single year. Um, in 2020, Michael sold over $3 million, and he did that at an incredible 62% closing percentage. Um, also keep in mind, CM Heating was very limited in what they could do for about a month or so because of COVID restrictions. Uh, so very impressive numbers. Uh, and he's just a super impressive guy. I first interviewed Michael, um, I guess it's been a little more than a year ago for our Successful Contractor magazine. And I really enjoyed our conversation. 
Um, and when I saw he had another fantastic year, I was excited to, you know, to sit in front of him and bring to you this, this what I think is going to be some content you'll really benefit from. Um, as, you'll, as you'll see, as you'll listen to Michael, he just oozes with passion uh, for what he does and where he works. He loves CM Heating. Um, he's very thoughtful, very well prepared, unafraid to bring up objections early in the sales process. You'll, you'll notice that so he can kind of eliminate them right away and, and get buy-in from the homeowner. He's, he's, he's got a great process. Obviously, it's highly effective. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Michael Pompeo of CM Heating and take away a nugget or two. Michael, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me and uh, our audience. Um, if you would, would you please share with everyone your name, uh, what your position is with the company you're at, and where you guys are located? Hey, everybody. Yeah, my name is Michael Pompeo. I am in Washington State, specifically around uh, North, North Seattle area in Everett, and I'm a comfort advisor for CM Heating, and uh, I've been, been with them three years now. That's awesome. And we are talking for a very good reason. You had uh, another stellar year. I had the uh, the blessings of, of getting a chance to interview you last year, um, you know, talk to one of the owners of the business and he said, you had another killer year. It'd be great to talk to you again. And, and so that's what happened. Uh, that's where why we're here today. But if you would share with everyone, what, what, what did you do last year in terms of sales? Uh, I did over 3 million. I can't remember where exactly I landed, but it was over three and, uh, and a 62% closing ratio and really thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when you t consider that that happened, you guys were shut down at least a, a month, right? Because uh, there's a little pandemic that was going on. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess there's a month of <laughs> potential revenue that could have been in there. Yeah. Right. Right. So you definitely made hay with the opportunities you had. Um, we're going to get into your sales process and what makes you successful in, in a minute. Um, various people that have, have listened to this or watched me do interviews before. They know I like to dig into people's backgrounds because, um, you know, maybe someone, there's a, 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 a contractor member watching this goes, how do I find a crown champion? What kind of backgrounds do they or they have? And, and so I'd love to, to, you know, share with everyone your background. You do not have a traditional uh, HVAC background, correct? No, definitely not. I, I knew <laughs> nothing at all about HVAC. <laughs> I was right. one of those people i didn't even know that like a return air grill was what it was uh i didn't know you were supposed to change filters and furnaces i i, I had no clue about anything i hated thermostats you know they all <laughs> confused me so yeah uh, yeah i definitely had zero knowledge of hvac yeah. and uh, but i was i had spent quite a few years in sales at that by that point and uh, exactly. it was like a, a good opportunity yeah, so just kind of share with everyone what what kind of stuff have you, have you sold? I mean, you've got a, a good gamut of things. Yeah, so I sold uh, software packages, and that was all like outbound cold calling on the phone, mm -hmm. and, um, and so I had to generate my own lead, and then also uh, nurture those leads through the whole pipe pipeline to the point of closing the sale, and then a little bit of follow up. But um, yeah, so that that was uh, something I did for a while, and then. I did uh, advertising sales. I've done um, retail sales, like on a like in a clothing store. Sure. Uh, just kind of a, a little bit of a range. And, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and you were looking for an opportunity. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you answered some kind of an online job ad. And um, well, if I remember right, you said when you walked into CM Heating, 
something about it grabbed you that felt like a different uh, vibe than anywhere else you'd walked into before for an interview or, or, or otherwise. Could you maybe communicate with people what, what that feeling is at CMU? Yeah, by the time I was looking for the position, I, I like a lot of you guys, I've had enough experience out in the commercial world to know that there's some places that suck to work at. Yeah. Even, even if the money's good or something like that, it really affects right. your quality of life and things. And it's just not worth it in the end. True. And so I, I was, I knew that it was true that you could make the kind of money you want to make and find a place that's wonderful to work at. It had to exist. And so I just set my standards where I wanted them and, and was looking and that's the end of it. And so once I found uh, the post that John had up, you know, the on paper, it looked like what I wanted, but it still, it was undetermined and so once i got in there i mean maybe within five minutes of meeting john i knew that that's the guy i want to work with and like you know he was the word integrity came out of his mouth within a few minutes and and he said he wanted to create the disney of hvac for you know and i was like what the heck is what is that <laughs> how do you bring those two together is there anyway it's beautiful how he described i mean in, in summary he said he, he wanted whether it's his staff or whether it's a customer he wanted them to feel like their life is better because of CM heating. That's the end of it. And so, and in a delightful way, we wanted us to be a pleasant people to work with and not just, you know, most of you guys know how HVAC typically is. I mean, people are very, you know, technical and kind of short and more whatever. They're, they don't have great people skills, whether it's even the salespeople, a lot of times just don't have great people skills. And so he just wanted the people to feel like every part of what they experienced, whether they were an employee or, or not, Every part of what they experienced with the company was delightful and and a surprise and wonderful, and that's and that that enrolled me. That that made me go okay, because um, all the other stuff was already checked off for me. Right. So now it was, are, you know, are you the person I want to have to report to and deal with every day now? You know, and that's um, that was a yes, a big yes for me. And, and I can tell that John sold, you know, what he sold is what you've experienced because you got yeah. to tell the passion that, that you talk about it. And, uh, and I know CM is, is a wonderful place. You guys have had a lot of success and, and it's because uh, obviously you have to have the operations, the sales, and, and there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to happen, but culture is the heartbeat. Um, so that's good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Um, but obviously you had a lot to learn um, coming on new, what was it, middle of 2018, like June, something like that, if I remember. Uh, maybe share with everyone what your onboarding and training process was like. So if they said, hey, I, I wanna hire a go-getter Michael, who's a communicator, has a, a good sales uh, track record, but what do I have to do with him or her to get them up to speed? So they immediately, first week, sent me down to get training down in Texas there with uh, with SGI. And then when I came back, um, they had me do probably three or four weeks of shadowing other sales uh, consultants and then um, had me do maybe a week of being shadowed and then set me loose set you loose and and, and you got your wings you didn't go yep. backwards <laughs> that's yep. great that's great so was there a lot of in-office instruction or was it primarily just in the field observing asking questions uh that type of thing uh a lot of in-office for sure and then a lot of on the field it might have been about half and half but okay. uh, you know they definitely expected me to do my homework and and gain the knowledge i needed to gain to be competent so i mean i, I had to learn quick you know sure. 
<laughs> what's the difference between the AC and a heat pump and what does uh, SPF mean and all that stuff. And so it was, uh, it, it was a lot to learn because I knew none of it, but you know, I got there and, and, uh, and they, they did do a great job. I should note if any like home, uh, business owners are listening in and stuff like that, they, um, they just put a safety net under the consultants for a while. Cause there was two new consultants that came me and another guy, uh-huh. uh, Basically, they gave us the freedom to just get in there, make whatever mistakes we're going to make, and just let all the customers know without letting them know I was new. Just let them know if they ever asked any, you know, technical questions that went over my head. We always just said, and you know, our project manager is going to handle that on the layout. They're going to come about a week before the the actual installation and go over those fine details with you, and so that mm-hmm. you have all the questions answered. And boom, and it just makes it sound like I, they don't know that I didn't know the answer. Right. <laughs> that's just not going to get covered right now just right (laughs) no that's a good idea that's a really good idea with a new salesperson that's really good that's really insightful um i want to dig in a little bit slowly into into how you sell and um i think a lot of uh your success um again i have the advantage of of you and i talking previously is about your mental mindset um how you approach your job i think how you approach life um you express um really caught me um you express gratitude every day and you have a, a thankfulness journal I'm, I'm wondering do you still keep that and and if so maybe kind of share with everyone what that is and why gratitude is important to you i think gosh um to make it short right <laughs> um, <laughs> i well what if you tell me guys you know like i obviously you you all can't talk to me but i'm just going to ask you a rhetorical question if somebody's grateful for something you're doing, do you think you're likely to do more of it yourself? You know, if they keep expressing gratitude to you for it, even though it's an everyday thing maybe you're doing and you're just, you're like, well, I, you don't have to thank me for it. Are you still feeling more inclined or just more appreciative? Is it, does it feel smoother and easier to keep doing it? Cause you just know that the person's grateful. And you know, so you know, do you think it's likely that it's gonna result in something tangible or, or, or whatever, measurable? Yeah. for you um if, if somebody's constantly grateful for anything you're doing whether it's your employer or your spouse or your kids or whatever yeah. th- you're likely to it's likely to affect you differently and it's likely to create something on their end on what you're delivering mm-hmm. to them whether you yeah. realize that or not it meant it to or not and so i just believe that that's kind of the way we're we're built in this world and mm-hmm. and and so gratefulness permeates everything in my opinion so um why not be grateful? Why not culture, cultivate gratitude for everything? And, you know, I, I glean from all those gurus out there and I love them. I, like Tony Robbins, I, he, it, he inspired the hell out of me when he said, you know, how grateful he was for having, I think it was an abusive mom or I can't remember who it was, but he was just so grateful and he expressed, he didn't just say it as a cute little idiom. He explained why he was grateful. He was just saying like, look, in the end, I, I wouldn't have known what good parenting looked like had I not had bad parenting. And I wouldn't have known, you know, healthy love and relationships looks like had I not had something manipulative and abusive. So he said, I just, he just explained how he used that experience to make sure it benefited him. And so in the end, you can make sure that any experience you have as, as harmful as it might've been, I don't want to minimize anyone experiences in the world, but at some point, I believe you can take every experience you have and make sure that you repurpose it for yourself mm-hmm. and have it benefit you and benefit those around 
you can do that. I believe that. I could tell you a lot of things that I went through in my life that were were, were horrible, and I would never sure. wish it on. Um, but and maybe for the sake of brevity, I won't. But I just just <laughs> trust me. Uh, right. People out there, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard the stories of people who were, you know, went rags to riches or just went from nothing uh, to, you know, from a, a whatever drug addicted life to something that was healthy and beautiful and successful. So they're out there. And I, I bet you gratitude it had something to do with their it, somewhere in their path. Gratitude came in. I'm sure of it. Sure. sure. Patty, we all learn from discomfort, from pain, from awful experiences. Uh, life is all rainbows and cheerios i don't know that that would push us to be better so i, yeah. I definitely uh, agree with you um i'm glad you brought up tony robbins because my follow-up question was going to be uh you are a consumer of personal growth content um, mm -hmm. you've mentioned tony robbins what are you know is, are there certain youtube videos books audiobooks that you're listening to now uh that might benefit someone uh you know watching listening to this well, <laughs> yeah now I have been listening to a lot of investment-based um, podcasts and things like that because I'm right. making and I want to invest it wisely and and you know start sure. generating passive income and things like that. So honestly, that's actually where I've been spending a lot more of my time lately. That's great. That's great. But you're always working on yourself. I always admired that uh, when when you and I first interviewed last year. Um, okay, uh, let's let's get a little bit more in the mechanics of the call. Um, you drive to home. I don't know if, it, if, if it's before you get to the house, if you pull over, or if it's as you get to the home. You had mentioned to get yourself centered and get your mind even more hyper-focused. You kind of read through a, a personal mission statement. Is that, did I have that accurate? And do you still do that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. That's cool. Uh, in the early morning, I have my own larger mission statement that I read for my life that covers the totality of my life. And then yeah. before I get into each appointment, uh, I have a much shorter one that just covers my commitment to myself and to them uh, before I walk into that that appointment. It's, it probably takes a minute to read through. I usually just make my phone use the you know the text to audio uh, app on it, and then it just it right. reads it, and boom, I'm in. You so know? it's it's the, the the mission statement essentially is to get you to remember your your commitment to the customer and to yourself. Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, very much so. I think you cool. know you, you can't assume that you're i mean i don't know about you guys but i don't wake up with clarity of what you know we've had we've all had those moments where you watch a movie that just rocks your world it just reminded you how important life was or or your your something that just rocked you it's a song or it's a it's an image uh, whatever we've all had those yeah. moments of clarity that hit us or you know a, a loved one dies and then you're just suddenly just smacked with the reminder of how you want to live your life and that and then it's so frustrating because within a week it's gone completely yeah. and yeah. so you know i'm i've been searching so hard for a long time in my life of mechanisms that can help create that for yourself self-induced you know not mm -hmm. waiting for me to stumble into it because i happened to watch a movie that did it to me you know yeah. and so i want that to be my state and, and i and there's some part of it that's just unrealistic to always be in that state at the same time, if you have if you have the choice, which I believe we do, to guide your own state, well, then for goodness sake, you, why wouldn't you want to be in a state where you, you feel just so alive, committed? You feel clear. You you remember what your reason for being there is, and and yeah. and you feel great. You know that's why not. 
Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good stuff. Because I think we all need reminders. Why, you know, why are we putting, I hate to say putting ourselves through this, but why yeah. are we doing what we do every day, right? Sure. Sometimes it is a grind. So that's, no, that's really good. That's why I want to be sure to, to ask you about that. Um, all right. So she walks to the home, you knock the door, the homeowner opens the door, greets you, allows you to come in. Super awkward <laughs> for a lot of people, right? Because they know you're a salesperson. You're coming in to sell them. And yep. homeowner, and they have money that they want to hold on to. So how do you um, maybe break that ice and make it feel a little less awkward and a little more comfortable? What are, what are some things you do or say? I almost right away, you know, after the greeting, hey, you know, nice to meet you. Uh, um, thanks for having us, whatever. I'll just say something like, did they say it might take about 45 minutes to an hour, uh, you know, today or whatever? I just kind of want to clear that space because you get, especially now everyone's working from home. I arrive there's it's so often I arrive at somebody's house and they're on a call and they're like they're pointing me there you know quietly to the furnace to, in the garage <laughs> and I'm like you right. know in my head I'm rolling my eyes like oh lord this will be a fun one um yeah, but yeah yeah it's like worst case scenario right but um but you know oftentimes people are busy they want to go about their life and and um and sometimes you're the third fourth uh bid and they think they know what to expect from you even though you're probably going to do it differently and so they're they whatever they have an expectation right so you have to kind of immediately i, I kind of claim as tactfully as possible the 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 path you're about to take them on and kind of right. give them an idea like hey where this is going i'm going to take about 45 minutes to an hour and i've had some people go uh okay yeah that's i don't know what why you would need that long but okay <laughs> and, you know, right. that, almost immediately i bet they already had a bit or two and you know somebody was in and out of there in 10 minutes so that's true uh, that probably just tip you off right yeah so anyway that's one thing first and then i go well great well what we normally do is go through a few questions about the house and your preferences and then of course i go measure everything and then i'll put together a few bids if you wanted to see you know different models or ways to compare what we have available i could do that whatever, you know, at the end I'll put together whatever you need so can so we set, yeah. up the, set up the call essentially yep and i tell them kind of what's what's going to happen during this thing and so now that i said that so is there a, a way a place i can just run through some questions with you like a countertop or something like that i could uh, place right. my things run through some questions we go do that you know there's plenty of times don't get me wrong you got to pivot there's plenty of times where somebody just cracks the door and says i'll open the garage door and they close it oh and you're like, yeah you're like okay looks like i'm going yeah. to the garage and Especially I don't today. Mind. Yeah. yeah i don't mind it i'll start in the garage and then because it's still sometimes the conversation goes they're like so what do you we're in the garage now they're like so what you know what do you need what do you need to see what about and i was and i'll say well you know since we're standing here by the furnace um there's some measurements i got to do here of course there's some questions about the house and see, i just still cover it all i just make sure Perfect. i let them know. this is everything i'm going to cover i have to cover i'm not giving you a bid unless i do all this you know i don't yeah. say that necessarily but that's yeah. being communicated right. and so um so i i can get all the elements i need in there even if it has to be out of order and things like that, you know, that's sure. okay with me. Sure. Yeah, let's let's cover maybe some of the questions. Obviously, I know you you utilize our comfort survey. Um, yeah. There's a host of questions that kind of open people's minds up to uh, financing, to, you know, what parts of your home are uncomfortable. Um, maybe talk about what, are there certain questions you really hone in on and listen to their answers to kind of read, you know, what their, their body's saying, or, you know, so you know what, you know, how your presentation is going to flow later. Are there any cues or, or words that you listen for? Yeah, I'm trying to catch anything and everything I can really, because um, to me, a, a sale probably, 
probably occurs in like a, um, I don't know how to describe it, in like a upside down pyramid of, of conclusion. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain number of conclusions that have to occur before a person purchases something, I feel. Right. And so I feel like my wider first question is, are you even going to do this, period? Whether with me, somebody else, this brand, this model, forget all that. I don't give a crap about that yet. Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you get people go, well, maybe in six months, right? They'll say right. something like that. Yeah. And then so I, I liked, I love to camp out on each question. I don't like getting to the end of my presentation and there's still questions like five or six left unaddressed right. that I've already showed them my price and they've already seen my full pitch and everything like that. And now they have five issues that I haven't addressed yet. If I'm lucky enough to get all five out of them after I've presented and tried to close, if I'm, cause at that point they feel like, well, they're like, okay, well just email that to me. And then now you got to start <laughs> digging for why they want it emailed. And you go, so what's, what's missing here. And then they start telling you if you're lucky enough to, um, you know, clear the first objection and get to a second one. Cause people start feeling muscled around and people have their guard up with salespeople. So the yeah. moment you start getting into that sense of, once they're in that context in their head of this person just asked me to move forward with them and now they're starting to argue with me like that's they people don't want to be there i don't want to be there either so in a in a in a what's the word like in a very creative way you can start closing them before you've actually even presented price model anything like that start closing them way before you're ever there so are you even doing this oh no or you might do it in six months why six months you know that's you know just get it out of them get, and, and camp out there until you settle it. You might as well, in my opinion, you might as well walk out if you find out that they're definitely, you you clear that question. They say, oh yeah, we, we might do this. We're not sure if we want AC or not. Okay, well, what's going on? Like, you know, because if they say, well, we're definitely, if after working it out with you, they're like, you know what? Yeah, we were going to wait six months for sure now that we've talked yeah. it out with you, Michael. Like, well, cool. You know what? Thanks for being honest with me. That's great. You know, normally our bids are only good for a month prices go up, mo- different models are available and phase out six months from now. So how about I come back, you know, six months from now and we'll right. blah, blah, blah. I, right. I'm doing that because if I can tell for sure that I've brought all the clarity to them that I could and they are convinced that they're not going to do anything this, mo- this yeah. month, well, I think we are at, at a place where we can just table this and come back to it in six months. So sure. that's my point. That's just question one. Are you even doing this? Okay, great. And you, and, yeah. and, and then have you looked at who you're going to do it with? Yeah. Are we, are we, are you definitely choosing CM heating? Do you need to know more about us? Is there, are, are there other companies coming in here? Cause yeah. whatever. So boom. Okay. Now you're doing it with us. Um, I have you thought about which brand we only go with American standard, but that's beside the point. Some of you out there sure. are dealing with brands. Okay. So yeah. now we've settled which brand I'd rather have the brand settled, the model settled and everything by the time I'm presenting so that, you know, they're like, no okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Very good. Very good. But, okay. All right, so, yeah, go ahead, please. Well, I was just going to say, so, you know, that's one um, model that my brain is using as I'm going through this. But another thing is just w- when they say different things, I just, like I said, I like to camp out and find out if they're just like, yeah, we need AC because, you know, we just um, had a baby. And I'm like, oh, well, so, what, what? I just play dumb. Why? Okay. Why does that? why is that mattering to you? What's going on there? It's just a special need or something. Whatever. I'll just try to find a way. And there's like, well, no, I just wanted to be comfortable. If it's just that kind of thing, I, regardless, I want them to say it. I want it fresh on their mind. I want that concern present for them and felt by them because uh, you know, this is the time of the purchase money. 
that feeling when you're asking for fifteen thousand dollars, you know, my, that's going to create a feeling for them. And you you need those <laughs> feelings. Yeah, they're, they're competing with each other at the end of that whole thing. So you need to generate that as much as possible and and recall. You're not you're not falsifying feelings for them. You're just helping no. them recall why you're even sitting there. And let's be honest, these people are in the middle of their day and their life, and they called you maybe a week ago to get this bid. So it's maybe not fresh on their mind. They're dealing with their right. kids doing you know, remote schooling right now. It's you got to get these things present and you got to ask why. Why is that a big deal for you? And, and don't right. be afraid to kind of, you know, look like you're a bit of a psychologist or whatever. You know, don't yeah. be afraid. Ask why. Get to the heart of it and, and make it sound, you know, act as if it's natural to want to know why. And, you know, why? Yeah. What? You know, that's it. I, I think I remember when we, you and I had, I talked a year or so ago, you, you made the point that HVAC being of itself is not something that you is an emotional purchasing decision. It's not like a car. It's not like right. a house, you know, it's, it's, you know, so you have to remind them how it does influence them emotionally, personally. Right. If that's what it sounds like you're doing by asking those questions. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you're right. Actually, in some ways I would, I would contradict myself by, by, and comfortably con contradict myself by saying it, it, there isn't a whole lot of emotion that in my opinion causes the, causes the sale in HVAC. Um, but I know it helps tip it, you know, because I, I believe that most people with HVAC in our industry are purchasing not on emotion, but more on something that sounds reasonable, sounds responsible sounds uh wise like that's a wise investment of my money that's where they're coming from in my opinion so i sure. want to kind of um what's the word hop on that and 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 maximize that and so and yet feeling there once they've once you've helped them you know believe that they've made a very wise investment here very smart mm -hmm. very calculated very safe and they've done their homework and you are the best and they are a very smart purchaser like every, people are looking for those a lot of them not all of them but there's sure. that little thing like I'm a smart purchaser. I don't get tricked by companies. That, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, right. once you've once you've settled that with with full certainty for them, they do have a feeling of satisfaction. So there is emotion sure. there too of, of you know pride and that kind of thing. And that's all fine. There's nothing I'm, I'm mocking it, but I'm also validating it at the same time. No, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So and, yeah. And I, and I and I think by you bringing up you know by by bringing up these emotional cues and them talking about it, I think that that helps. The connection with you as well because the other guy that came in here he just took some measurements maybe he didn't even do that he just said here's yeah. here's a here's a price for 12 grand uh, yeah. let me know uh if you're interested and you are asking questions that make them feel something i think i think that's certainly probably a big piece piece of it um yeah. you mentioned uh you do measurements and assuming in a, in a pre-covid world or a world where someone isn't being hyper careful which i respect anyone that is um i'm assuming you measure the home with with the customer yeah, yeah, we don't do uh, we don't do like the manual J. We use a digital heat load calculator, but I do you know basic measurements for the actual installation and so uh, you know, the furnace and the stack and base cans and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's all I do. Right, and then as you're doing these calculations, do you kind of explain to homeowners what you're doing, or are you just kind of kind of say it's part of the process? I need to check that box and then move on to the next step. Sometimes it depends. I I like to get a sense of what type of if you're if you're paying close attention, you could get the kind of person they are. Like out here, right. there's a lot of like engineers and people who work at Boeing and stuff like that, and so they're very technical minded and mechanical minded and those kind of things. So um, they if they're not already asking, I do like to voluntarily kind of just throw something out there and see how much interest they have and and why I'm 
you know, counting the number of vents in the house. Cause I still get you know, a lot of uh, people that tell me like, Oh, why do you need to know the number of vents? And like, blah, 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 blah. I'll tell them why. Yeah. And then they did the other guys not make you count the vents. And they're like, no, they didn't, they didn't yeah. even step in the house. I'm like, they didn't come in your house. Like they didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm genuinely surprised. I don't even fake that. I'm like, they didn't. <laughs> they took it, your right. thermostat. They didn't measure your return air grills. Like what, what really? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so how are they going to know whether or not they have the right size? And I just say it like that. And the person, of course, they don't know. <laughs> sure. Right. Immediately so, going, I definitely called the wrong person before they came out. I mean, you, can, yeah. you know what they're saying in their head, which is really funny. Yeah. And I'll just, and I'll go, well, you know what? I don't know why they didn't do that, but I'll tell you why we do it. And then boom, it's perfect. And it yeah. just with us, you know, but That's yeah. Funny. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so after your calculations, I'm assuming is your next step is to sit down and maybe go through your sales presentation. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and and you guys, I do use a version of what our you know our airtime comfort solutions and investment guide, or, or have you guys kind of formulated your own? No, actually, we we just use uh, Service Titan, and oh, okay. um, yeah, and just do our full presentation there. Uh, we we do include a lot of model information inside of the bid, and so I can I can point to things and explain a lot of stuff in there. And there's an image of the equipment. And so most of what we need in the presentation at the end is already in there. Um, though I frankly would love it if there was more image-driven presentation by the end of that thing. Like, it, you know, if, if Service Titan could have provided that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, the reason we leaned a little bit away from bringing in a big folder with a lot of flipping and, and pointing and all sure. that stuff is because it felt a little too clunky and too much like a presentation and we we sensed that people were starting to glaze over and kind of it. it started like want 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 so anyway <laughs> sure sure yeah. i'm sure though at some point you are uh communicating the value of cm heating and why you're different obviously they've seen it up to this point based upon the questions you're asking the measurements you're taking the time you're taking but uh what are some things that maybe you say about your business uh, maybe about yourself to help them further see how you're different than the other guys that have come in or, or the other guys are thinking of calling? Yeah, good, good, good question. So I spend a lot of time distinguishing the company. Um, there's, there's probably a good 50 things that I might say. It just depends on the person and what, so there's a question I love to ask and it's what's important to you in a company? And I get very different answers to that. And based on the answer, um, no matter what their answer is, I always still cover our company guarantees because almost always it, it addresses their concern that, that they answered my question with. Um, but if it doesn't, no matter what, I always cover our, our company guarantees. And then in response to whatever they say, um, I've, I've developed a, a go-to number of things I'll say about the company. So if they're just like, you know, a company that has whatever, a company that has integrity and, and, and you know, sometimes I'll ask, and can you, you know, tell me what, what to you is going to be a measurement of that? Like, how, how do you know whether or not a company has integrity? And I love to find what they say, because some of them are stumped. They're like, well, you know, <laughs> um, as long as the reviews are good, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll kind of just dance with them a bit. Like, you know, that companies can, you know, buy reviews and things like that and get fake reviews and stuff. So, I mean, are you sure that's, you know, like, what about, you know, calling LNI or looking them up, looking for infractions, you know, or anything mm -hmm. like those kind of things. And they're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that, whatever. And and in some ways I'm just doing that to 
in my opinion, part of a salesperson's job, I don't know how to word this. I'm going to clean, I'll say it and then I'll clean it up. Part of a salesperson's job is to show the customer that they actually don't know anything of what they're talking. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't, they don't. <laughs> they don't. You're right. Compared, compared to you, they don't. Because I, I understand if they've done 20 hours of research mm-hmm. on this before you've walked into the door. I, then I've gotten those people and they are well-informed. And, and there's, but there is always something I know that is pretty significant and might shift things significantly if they would just give me a chance to share it and, and, and let us go there. And a lot of them, they, they, you know, they, they want, they want to keep, they want to, everything's closed off. They're very guarded. They're not sharing a lot. They just want you to send the email so that they can create their little spreadsheet and compare everybody. Like we got a lot of those guys over here. Yeah, I know everyone's yeah. different. I, I've heard that in Texas, like people are much more loyal in their business uh, relationships. So they'll just call one company often enough and, um, and just, you know, as long as it That's works for their, their price range, they'll just stick with that company and they won't get multiple bids. Out here, it's ridiculous. I often come into people's houses and they're like, yeah, you know, you're, you're one of six. You're one of four. You know, and such, yeah, minimum yeah. one of three. We're always one of three. And that's, wow, that's, that's interesting. interesting what it is out here. But there's like everyone's got it in their head. You got to get three bids out here. Yeah, and then yeah. I get plenty of the engineers and the analysts who they want to get six bids and they want to create their spreadsheet and they want to look it over and they this is going to be a two-month decision for them they're yeah. genuine and yeah. and really no closing that person to be frank there's no closing that person on the on the day of you know they're, they're just not going to do it and you got to respect that and you got to create a way to close later and just kind of say look um look i understand you want to do your analysis and just just so you know there is a whole host of trade research that i have available that most people isn't you know can't get online and just can't find by themselves because it's inside the industry here if you end up choosing somebody else or a different brand or something like that by the end of this would you mind calling me before you make that decision because i guarantee you there's something i could send your way that might surprise you not just say something like that not show you you're wrong because wrong is interpreted as offensive and things like that just might surprise you and and a lot of times i'll get the yeah sure you know yeah yeah sure i'll call you first and and that helps a lot because then the person will say, hey, you know, we're going with this company because of this. Blah, 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 blah. And then you get a chance. You get a second at bat. And then yeah. if you could, you're somebody with those people. If you could show that you're somebody who's committed to informing them and giving them clarity and um, those kind of things, they'll I feel like you win their loyalty because they get that you're trying to serve their way of buying. And they there's they, they appreciate that. that like, so anyway, know your stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. Support for this podcast comes from Learning Alliance. What would it mean to your business to have a $3 million sales producer in your HVAC or roofing business? How about an electrician or plumber who generates $600,000 or more in revenue? Those numbers would change your business. We see them all the time. How? It happens when Success Group International members send their people to Learning Alliance training. Learning Alliance offers high-impact, in-person, and virtual communication and sales training geared toward generating results while turning customers into raving fans. SGI members can learn more about Learning Alliance and its offerings by visiting its new training portal on SGI's internal website, the SGI Hub. Learning Alliance is an exclusive benefit to SGI members Non-members can learn more by calling 866-344-0789. Welcome back to the show and my interview with Michael Pompeo of CM Heating in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Michael is a 
multi-time crown champion, which means he sold over $1.5 million a year. In 2020 alone, he sold over $3 million in residential HVAC with an impressive 62% closing percentage. Uh, so far, you've learned Michael's unique background, and we've begun uh, slowly digging into his sales process. And now we're going to get even deeper. We're going to talk about how Michael uses independent research to overcome objections. He's going to share his philosophy on options and so very, very much more. I think you're going to enjoy this. So let's jump back into my conversation with Michael Pompeo of CM Heating. Before we dig more into objections, I, I, I know that's the, the secret sauce, right? Everyone wants to get objections. But before we move on from the value building, uh, we talked about how CM is different, better warranties. Uh, anything else you touch on that, that might benefit people to know? I mean, do you really focus on efficiency? Maybe if they're on, you know, if they're on the cusp of, I don't know if I want to do this, I might just get a repair. You know, do, do you hammer, I mean, I know we have something called the true cost calculator at SGI. Is that something you utilize in your presentation at all? Uh, so another thing I do, because we're usually in the higher price range amongst the sure. group out here. So um, I've been, I created a little document for myself. I did my own research, just thought, there, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Department of Energy, Energy Star, ACCA, PARR, they all did separate studies on our industry, multiple times, multiple studies on our industry. And you can find those studies online. And it's really fascinating what they, what they concluded. Like all of them concluded that our industry is not regulated very well at all. <laughs> Most contractors work directly decreases the equipment's efficiency. Most contractors work causes more breakdown rates, you know, and, and some people, maybe one out of 50 people I meet with found some of this out, you know, you know, found some of this out. Most of them don't know this. They sure. all assume that as long as they, you know, they all assume they called companies with good star reviews, 4.8 stars, 4.5. So, so they just assume whoever's walking into their home is going to do a good job. That's bull. And I explain that to people. I explain why. So lately yeah. I've been pulling up those studies. I don't read through it all. I just point to them. So they see it's real. I say yeah. this right this is the Department of Energy. They did a full study on our whole industry. And they said, look at this. They said, most contractors work directly decreases the equipment's efficiency. Can you believe that? That most contractors in the States, even though they've been doing this for years, they've been in business for decades or whatever, they, and, and they pass inspections, they you know code and all this stuff. There's nobody's coming behind us and checking our pressure rates, right, of our lines. They're not checking mm. our seals. They're not checking whether or not we adjusted the fan speeds on the blah, blah, blah. I just tell them, do you know about this stuff? And they're like, no. I'm like, Oh man, I won't go into it. I won't go into a long thing, but let me just tell you real quick. Yeah. These these units come to us with factory settings. Did you know that we're allowed to just install them and leave them at factory settings, just walk away and do a real short, quick job with you? So mm. if somebody comes in here and offers you something that's three thousand less than us, I could tell I could tell you exactly why. The Department of Energy explained it to you right there. That's why they're three thousand less than us because they're coming and doing. They're just trying to do as many jobs in one day as they can. Nobody comes behind them to check whether or not they did a quality job. We just have right. to pass basic inspections. We got to make sure our electrical isn't going to burn down your house. Okay, great, but that doesn't that doesn't tell you whether or not this this unit's likely to break down in the next few years because of the way they installed it. And how will right. you know? There's no way, yeah. you know. And so, yeah. you know, and I just tell them I kind of go off on it a little bit. Just think about it. If your system breaks sure. down because you call that company, they're going to say, "Oh, well, it must have been a bad piece of equipment." How do you know though? And then they're yeah. going to tell you, "Oh yeah, call the brand." You call the brand, they're going to tell you, "No, it was the it was the." contractor blah 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 and then yeah. you're in the you're in this ridiculous dance you're wasting your time your house isn't being heated in this middle of winter do you yeah. you know that's 
So I get, you know, it's that, and this is me usually telling people, I come up front with them. I'm like, look, I'm nowhere near the price yet, by the way. I'm just like normally in the beginning of the meeting. Right. I'm just telling exactly. them, yeah. I'm telling them, look, we're going to end up in the higher price range uh, than most, but, but here's why. And we believe that we're worth every penny of it because we believe you're going to spend the same amount of money at some point. You're either going to do it up front or you're going to, are you either going to spend more money later with a lot of frustration or you just spend it now up front with very little frustration with us. And that's, I I just, something like that, you know, something like that is what I say, but I, I bring up those actual studies. I don't talk about them. I, I bring them up right on my iPad and go, that's them right there. I'll send these to you if you'd like. And so I, I, for me, it's like a, it's a little bit like a, I, I was telling John one day, like, I, I dare people to challenge me <laughs> on whether or not we're the right company, because I just know that I know that I know, because I've done my, you guys need to just settle this for yourself. Like, go and yeah. do whatever research you need to do. I sat down with my installation manager once, too, because I just needed to settle this for myself. I was like, so tell me your story. I need to know, like, what's, I need to know his real skill level. Not because I was doubting it. I just needed to know this. Like, is our installation manager just one of the best in the whole freaking area here. And he yeah. is, he knows his stuff. And I, that settled it for me. You need that guys. You, you need it's your tough. own. Yeah. You need your own conviction that we do it right. And, and I can prove to you, I'm not going to make any statements here. I'm proving everything. So anyway, we kind of use a third, I'll, I'll say this and I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back <laughs> to you. That's good. That was good. We have a style of presentation where any claim we make we always have a third party source that we can back that claim up with we make sure of that as a company always 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 and i tell people that too i'm like by the way anything i say i i can point to back i can you know third party resources whether it's university third party tests that have been done or whatever it is i will send that to you if you'd like uh backup of anything uh and i'm saying and so there you go no that's good stuff mike i like it i like the passion yeah. Um, and, that, and, that, and that resonates with people, right? You're not just a, a walking stiff in there going, oh, here's, here's what it's going to cost. They, you can see that, that you like what you do. And you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, that you're better. And uh, all right. So so we go through all the value and, and, and you're selling, you know, you're, you're, you're communicating why you guys are better. Ultimately, it comes down to you got to present, um, you know, some options. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you only do like a couple options, right? You don't believe in four or six. No, I don't like that. I feel like you're asking for them to get into analysis paralysis at that point. Okay. That they're gonna. I swear to you, their brain is gonna tell them, "Oh, you're gonna need to think about this." And this looks a little confusing. This looks like it needs homework. And so the moment their brain tells them that, you're done. Uh, right. You know, good luck getting them to move forward. And I'm not saying don't give people options. I'm saying cover that stuff beforehand. Like I said earlier, right. just beforehand, try to get that out of the way. If they're like, "Well, I'm not sure yeah. if we should do a heat pump or, or just an AC." You know, out here, that's a, that's a question. I know some regions, that's it's a no-brainer. No, but, yeah, yeah. And But out here, it's it's a question. Well, I just make sure that I cover that before. Well, let's talk about it. Did you? Because there's research, again, there's research that I bring, I bring up on my iPad. And I say, well, here is what our local uh, utility district says about how much a heat pump is going to save you. Oh, that's great. Let's yeah. take your numbers right now and figure that out. And then we figure yeah. it out and count it out. And I say, okay, look, based on your numbers and theirs, you're going to save. $300 a year by having a heat pump. Does That's that awesome. sound worth you? How long do you think you're likely to live in this house? Oh, 10 years? Well, there we go. It looks like we, you know, a uh, heat pump's going to be the one for you, right? Based on, and, yeah. and they're just, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Done. Now I'm not going to present AC. I don't have to worry about adding that in my presentation at the end. Right, right. And you can show them the energy savings they're going to enjoy when you're X amount, thousands of dollars more than somebody yep. else. So that's yep. great. You just, 
reinforced the sale. You reinforced uh, the, the 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 choice of whether or not to even do this project. I mean, you just mm-hmm. you know you just don't be afraid to do the homework. Just just camp out, do the homework right there and with them, and walk through that question with them until they're settled. You know, that's right. or, or else or else that question it's just plain. There's just no way around it. That question will still be sitting there at the end of the presentation. And it's going to leave them wanting to think about it more. So you're, right. you're, how can you close them? It's, it's impossible. You got to settle the questions. Yeah. Sure. Um, I know. I think you do the same thing with IQ. You ask, obviously you're you asking you're asking about early on, uh, but you actually like if I remember right, you will again you'll camp out as you say, and 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 see if that's something they really want. They want to get some air scrubber or whatever, um, and then that's what automatically included in the bid that you or in, that you present them at the end. Yeah, I like to automatically include it because I, I have a feeling when when people when you put the bundle together where it's just basic equipment and then you make a separate bid for your your uh, air scrubber or something like that, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever just looks like a lot of money to it's funny because in their head they were thinking this whole project's gonna land between thirteen and seventeen thousand or something like that. And let's say you land at fourteen, but now it's now it's a thousand dollars more for the air scrubber, all of a sudden yeah. Their brain—it's just weird. Weird the way we are. They don't want to spend that extra thousand, but they're happy to spend yeah. the fourteen. And so, if it would have just been in there, it still would have landed inside of their expectations and, and their initial their initial thought. Because you know, you guys know how our brains work. I mean, you know, <laughs> your your initial feeling about something, your brain will go to work reinforcing it. So if it's like, ooh, I don't want to spend that much. If the if the first time they see that price, they're like, oh. Their brain will start working in the background. Why do I not have to spend this much? Try to find a way to not spend that much. Okay, maybe go with the cheaper company. Maybe it's maybe they even though I like CM Heating, they seem to do a good job. But that company's good. You know, they still had good ratings and they've been around a while. It should be fine. And they were cheaper, so they start looking for reasons, right? We all do that. Sure. And so that's that's to me is you want the lowest barrier to entry is what you know they talk about in marketing and and business uh, business principles. It's just the lower lowest barrier to entry, and so. That's kind of why I like to handhold them one, you know, uncomfortable decision at a time. <laughs> right. So that it's easier the time, to say yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So closing the time, them along the way. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it's it's one option then at the end. It's just, this is it. I, I I like if I can. Sometimes you can't, but I like to have one option at the end. Got it. And um, if they're like, "Ooh, that's a lot more than I thought," like, "Okay, well, we can downgrade." And by this point, they already know what I'm talking about because we covered it. We can downgrade to the single stage furnace if you prefer that. Oh, you know that that would save you probably a good eighteen hundred bucks or something like whatever. I just just say it, and they're like, "You're taking things away though at that point." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You get them to feel that sense of loss. Yeah, but sometimes they are, like I said, there's a lot of analysts out there here who want to see all the options, and so all right, I'll create sure. two options, three options for you if you want. But, yeah, uh, no, it's good, but you're, you but you do it when asked. You do it when asked. I like that. Yeah, um, and, and everything's at a finance price, right? You guys, do you do a lot of financing? I mean, I think you've always presented, correct? Yeah, we do. Probably, I, I don't know really for sure, but I think we probably do half of our half of our deals end up financed, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and what 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 resonates most with home? What kind of financing uh, do people seem to like the most? We offer a zero percent thirty six months, and that that one a lot of people take us up on, which yeah. kind of hurts us sometimes because you know it, we we pay a pretty penny for it, and yeah, they, a lot of them just use it because you know in the middle of the pandemic and stuff, people are like yeah, I like the idea of holding on to my money if it's not going to cost me any more to do that. Right. Like so, you know, but um, but yeah, that's that. 
Sure, sure. Uh, all right, so we, we've talked some objections, just the general, you know, price. If someone's like, boy, that's a lot of money. Before before you start discounting, do you say anything, or, or not discounting, I should say, before you start stepping back in the, in the type of equipment, is there anything you, you do to solidify why you're, you guys are worth that? Any any little tidbits or tricks of the trade? Yeah, I try to, you know, go to some sources, again, third party, if I can just go, well, what, what was what was the range you were expecting it to be in? And if they're like, oh, I was expecting it to be around 12 or 11, like, okay, and do you mind sharing what made you think that? Was it, were you just doing some like searching online and stuff like that? Or like, oh no, my neighbor, blah, 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 you know, said he got a heat pump and the, and I'm like, okay, and did they say how long ago it was that they got that or who the company was? And, and then it'll come out. They're like, oh yeah, I guess I think it was about 10 years ago. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, the market's definitely out here at least. I mean, my gosh, the market has gone up like crazy. Because out here, I don't know if you guys know about the Seattle area, but I mean, housing is ridiculous out here now. In the last 10 years, it's gone up like crazy. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's, that's probably why it was cheaper. You just sure. got to find out, guys. You got to ask the questions and and just make it very conversational. You know, you're not out to you're not out to win an argument, and they'll sense that if that's what you're out to do. I I don't mind. Put it this way, guys. It I don't mind if I end up wrong. I I honestly don't. And yeah. so. I, I, I think they can sense that. So I'm asking my questions. I'm, I'm open to finding out that it's, it's done. They're right. It's too much money for them because maybe just their budget, they just don't have it or they just, for whatever reason, uh, they wouldn't qualify for credit. Who knows? Right. It might be true that they shouldn't move forward and that's okay. I don't need them to. Don't, don't, don't go in there with that, guys. And, yeah. and don't go in there needing to be correct in your opinion. Like maybe, whatever. I don't, I don't know how to say this, but just, just go in there planning to have open real conversation planning to support your opinions with whatever third party stuff you can support it with or or if it's just if it's anecdotal and it's just your opinion just own that then and say well sure. you know my opinion is this and and here's why and so that they sense that you're owning it and and i don't know i feel like more people will trust you if you own that i don't know how to work if if what you're sharing is just personal own that more people will trust you if if you have third party stuff you can point to well then they're you know just yeah sure you come across as genuine because you you they tell you that you believe in what you're saying whether you have information to support it or you just go hey i've been doing this long enough this is how i feel you don't come across as you're just trying to push them into a sale uh no matter what and yeah and maybe that's a, that's a good transition to i know you have a great closing percentage but not all of those are first closes uh, obviously the bulk probably are, and that's how you prefer it. Um, but when you do have someone that is hyper analytical and they just want to nerd out over their Excel spreadsheet and whatever, what's your process for follow-up, uh, with those individuals so that you can hopefully close them again? I know you said, Hey, before you call someone else, call me. Is there anything else you'll do? Do you like call them every week? What kind of, what's your follow-up process like? Uh, when, uh, so my follow-up changes based on how busy I am. Cause sometimes we have such a full schedule that I'm just, I'm passing on following up actually for, you know, for a few months, but then other months when it's slower, I am heavy on follow-up. And, um, in those times I ask them firstly, you know, is it okay if I check back with you in a week or so, if I haven't heard from you, almost always they say, yeah. So cool. And then I do that, uh, especially if I know they were getting other bids or things like that. Um, uh, and then I'll just, I like short, questions in my emails or my calls i'll call or i'll email and i'll just say hey any new thoughts about the project 
That's it. Yeah. Just something short like that. Or and uh, just a reminder of our guarantee to beat our competitors. Our you know. Uh, apples to apples, you know, blah, 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 something super, super short just to get the conversation going. Sure. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it. Really. Yeah. One time, two times you'll reach out to somebody and then is there a max you go, okay, this is just not worth my time. I will follow up until I hear back from them and I'll do it maybe at first every week or two weeks. So if I didn't hear back, let's say again, they're not answering their phone and I've sent an email. I'll resend the email, the first one. I'll resend it and say, hey, just making sure you got that email because yeah. my email go to spam sometimes, you know, just sure. making, sure, sure. making yeah. sure this made it to you. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to cover whether or not you should buy from us. Now I'm just, did this email even make it to you? And yeah. uh, then feel like, oh, it's just, it's considerate to get back to Michael because he's just trying to make sure, you know, if, you, if you're just always going, it's kind of like, you know, like people say sales is like dating. Like if you're always going straight to get in bed, <laughs> It's just gonna piss people off. It's yeah, always, yeah, that's funny. But it's true. Yeah, yeah that's really funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's say uh, you, you know, obviously, there's tons of people you're closing. They get happily involved with seeing meeting with you. Um, what is there anything you do to avoid them having those regrets? Like if you can't get the system installed for a few days, and you know those, those dreaded cancellations. Is there a post close? Is there something you do once they've signed? To make them feel warm and fuzzy about that decision to go with you, uh, what and if so, what is that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I say congrats, guys. So yeah, you're finally going to be nice and cozy in the summertime instead of you know sweating your brains out when you're sleeping and stuff. Is I'm repeating back to them everything they said, and I made sure I got all that out. Right. I'm like, nice, yeah. So you know, you guys, you're going to get the cleanest stinking air ever in this house now that you got the air scrubber, and you know, I just kind of I re restate it. Not from not with salesy language, just with my own like Michael language. Yeah, the, the cleanest stinking air ever. Like you guys are really gonna love this system, you know. And so it's yeah. just it's just me. Sales is done. We were already closed. You paid. I'm just letting you know. I think you're gonna love this thing, right? And this and 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 I usually get out of them like, yeah, we're so excited, you know. Like I, we really needed this, and it, it it was time, you know, something something yeah. like that. And the, and you hear you see them reinforcing the decision because they they're giving themselves to the decision and you're helping them reinforce it you know in their mind. Right, and and, and again, every step of everything you say, you exude a lot of passion, mm -hmm. a lot of truthfulness. They can tell you're earnest in what you're doing. They don't, you know, you don't you don't come across as, um, you know, sleazy sales guy, right? Um, right. A lot of truthfulness is pushing through. Um, let's see here. You know, you work, I, I obviously think very highly of CM Heating, your team there, you guys have, have just been really killing the last handful of years. How helpful is that to work with a team like that, like with training? Like what's what's training like with you? How do you guys keep each other sharp and earnest and, and on point um, week by week? Yeah, we, um, one, what it's like to work with a company like that, it, it's awesome because it helps me close in my opinion. If I was working for a company that, cut a lot of corners or just on the inside, we, we had a lot of turmoil and conflict or whatever. I know that would affect my closing. So um, that aside, that's one thing. And then the other is that, yeah, our, our sales team, we all are committed to uh, high performance. And so we do meet every week and we do, we just cover some, of course, logistics, also practice closing, you know, overcoming objections. We just review what's going on. Are there other materials? Like we just revisit anything we need to revisit. What should we improve our materials that we're bringing in? So we're always, 
always modifying, always refining. We're always sharing tips with each other, like what's been working for you lately. You know, there's always a unique situation that's popping up that that sure. maybe it's unique, but 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 repetitive. And so we're covering that together, like, hey, how do we deal with this? And uh, I think it's important to have that. Yeah, it's because it builds camaraderie. It you know, when somebody else is doing something, you can draw from them. And and uh, and then besides the fact that we're literally just practicing and staying fresh with each other, you do forget your closes. Yeah, I forget things all the time. You know, we'll we'll revisit closing uh, ways to overcome objections, and John will remind us of something that a year ago we covered, and I used it for a good three months, and then I it, I lost it and I forgot it and I forgot to say it. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I forgot that. That's a good one. We're supposed to say that. Yeah. And so you know, don't. Yeah. yeah. If you guys a lot, it's a lot of information to convey to people. And, and you're having, you know, these real conversations with homeowners. And sure. Yeah. I mean, if you don't practice every every important uh, tool you have in your sales toolkit, I, I, it absolutely it's easy. To It'll be rusty. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. Um, I'm glad you brought up that that, you know, there's something you forgot you know, kind of thing. Because what I was going to ask you is, you know, you and I talked, it's probably been about a year or so the last time we, we had, you know, I've interviewed you. Um, is there anything that you feel like you learned that really has helped you over that last 12 months? Now, I mean, now you're you're in it almost three years. Um, any any unique little tidbits or, or secrets uh, that you maybe um, picked up again these last 12 months? Hmm. It's a tough question. I understand that. Yeah, I will think a sec. I think I learned that it it is okay and important that you raise your prices if you're worth it. And um, don't be afraid of your closing percentage dropping. Mm -hmm. uh, you will still make either the same amount or more uh, as long as you know as long as the company works it out that that you're you know that you're still making more money even though you might be closing less. Yeah. Um, and and do that make sure it's what's the make sure it's in alignment with everything else in the company you can't just raise your prices if you're not truly bringing more value to the table but sure. um but if you genuinely are guys stop stop feeling like you have to what we decided to do we chose three companies in the area here that we're willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with and we made sure that they were highly credible companies with good quality installations good brand that they use and things like that and so we'll, what we tell people is we will go toe to toe apples to apples with those three companies and that's the end of it. Anybody else, I don't say anything bad about them. Just we, those, th and I tell people, those three are the ones that we know do high quality work and they're there, you know, that, so I kind of distinguish all of us and yes. you know, that kind of thing. And there's, I don't know about your regions, but there is literally 100 company in a 25 mile radius around <laughs> us. There are 100 HVAC companies in our, so yeah. I don't know if every region's like that in the, in the States, but man, it is, it is saturated over here so sure. uh, for me it, it is it is about distinguishing your company you do end up i tell people i i'm worried that we we're just going to end up a piece of paper at the end of this whole thing for you so you're going to have three pieces of paper in front of you and to be frank i have a feeling the one with the lowest price is going to be the most attractive for you and so i'm, I'm worried that th this is my last chance to chat with you about why you should go with us and so right. i'm just explaining to them you know why i'm going into all this stuff and so sure. um and why we're going to be higher priced and why why that's going to be worth it in the end and i i even spell it out i say look if we're three thousand over them then this this piece this unit usually lasts our units usually last about 20 years well think about it 
three thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money up front, but over twenty years, really, all we're asking you to spend is what is that, one hundred fifty dollars a year? I don't, you know, I'm doing it in my head right now, but sure, I'm like, sure. actually, all we're asking you to do is spend one hundred fifty dollars a year, which is probably what eleven dollars a month. I don't even know what that is. To, to, to go with a brand that's the most dependable brand according to consumer reports with the company that's the most reputable in the whole area and actually hits the efficiency levels these things are capable of. So we are going to be yeah. saving the money you truly could be. You get the longest warranty for that. So let's think about it for $150 a year. That's really all we're asking you to consider doing. And I'll say that. And that softens the blow of the 3000. And I write that down. Also another good practice guys is, you know, a lot of things you say and do, make sure they're somehow written down or in some kind of paper form or something because uh, people forget and there's something about seeing something. I don't know what it is that the brain does, but I, I again, it's also, I love reading behavioral science and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I can't point you to the study, but I remember that when somebody sees something written down on paper, it becomes more trusted to them that it was written down and that it's yeah. there in front of them. And they also recall it more likely because they return to that piece of paper. So, you know, when you guys are saying things like that, write it down, 3,000, 150, 20 years lifespan, just, just write it down real quick. Right. It helps, helps burn into the brain a little bit. I yeah. like that. That's a good little, little trick. I like that a lot. And, and I, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of, uh, business owners that are going to like that, that you brought up the point, don't be afraid of prices going up because I'm telling you the way equipment is trending, it, they're only going to get more expensive and prices are going to have to go up. So, yeah. um, but anyway, I'm glad you, you brought that up. I'm sure some, some owners are going to pause that and say that to their sales team to pay attention to that. Um, yeah. Just a couple real quick ones. I, we've hit the hour and I don't, I, I value your time. How, how valuable is goal setting to you and how frequently do you look at your goals and, and where you're trending and where you want to go, you know, each and every year? Goal setting is extremely important. So I don't know if you guys have heard of a guy named Jesse Elder. He's a performance trainer out there and he, he, um, I have a lot of goals and I have a lot of ways that I track them. I'm just going to give you one tool. So what I'm, what I'm, the reason I'm saying that is I want, I would encourage you guys to have multiple goals in your life and ways to track them. And so this is just one of the things uh, I use. Uh, it's a money map. I don't know how well you can see it there. Oh, yeah. I just make it myself. He just said, basically, the bottom line of the money map is set the goal of how much you want to be making each week or each month, and then break that out into what that's going to mean each day. And yeah. even though you probably aren't selling on Sundays or whatever, it's you, what you need to do is write down the amount of money you made each day or each moment after each close or whatever so you know on sundays i'm writing zero and he said it's important to write that zero that you made no money on sunday he's like your brain needs to know that and so yeah. it's just and then each day write it all down and then um know what your minimum is like you know if, if your average was you need to be making 300 dollars a day to meet your goal you need to right. know that write that somewhere on this calendar and just literally just make yourself a little month's calendar. Like I just, you could tell that I hand made the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And he said, so track it all yeah. and know, know what your daily minimum is. And just, just somehow for some reason, just knowing whether or not you're on track just does something. It, it does something. And because it's, it's it, a psychology. Yeah. It just makes your brain recall more people who were near closing that you might want to call. And you go, oh, right, that guy last week, he said all he needed to do was uh, whatever, get clearance from his the, the, the home equity loan or something like that. Oh, right, right, right. right. let me call. It right. just, because, I don't know, but just trust it, guys. Do it. It's so <laughs> easy to do. 
I did it and my my I increased my um my my closing percentage went up once I started using my money map and um that's it. Yeah, and then and then at the end of each week, tally it all up. Oh, by the way, another thing. Write down no don't write down your 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 gross total of what you made from that sale. Try to figure out what you're actually gonna walk away with in your bank account. Right. You know what I mean? So if taxes sure. take out twenty five percent, guys, then take that off the what your commission was and write that number in your I, your brain needs to know that is my money it's going into my bank account if you know on two weeks from now or whatever three four yeah. weeks from now. so um it's, it's a very strong reinforcement in your brain that that was a good thing that just happened keep it up yeah, yeah. no that's really good it brings some clarity right it makes it real yeah. it's not yeah. just you know another sale another part of the process it, it it tangibly benefits me and my family this way yeah. Um, which I'll, I'll roll into, into, into one of my last questions is what, what is your why? What, what drives you to succeed every day? Oh, probably two reasons. So um, one is I think just my core commitment to my life is that in myself, I don't want to die looking back, knowing for sure that um, there were, there was more, there was more I could have given that I look back and just go, man, I just literally just like, like a zombie just kind of walked through just what's the word, just treaded like a treadmill or waiting water just went through those, those events of my life and those years just passed. And all of those people that I encountered, like I didn't give a crap about any of them. I yeah. didn't make sure I, you know, it just at least enjoyed the interactions or so whether it's just my kids or my wife, these people I meet, the, the place I work, uh, the country I live in, I, I, I would like it to be true that when I die, I look back and go, you gave them all your all. And, and, and that's, that's just one, right? And so, yeah. boom, that's one thing. But then the other is, you know, financially, there's a specific goal I have because my long-term goal, and John knows this, uh, my long-term goal is to not be an HVAC. I, I used to be in ministry, Christian ministry, and I want to return to Christian ministry. And I want to do that without having to depend on the church for income. So right. I would like I would like to be self-generated. So I'm. that's why I was talking earlier about investments. I would like it to be the case that uh, I can quit my job down the road and be completely sustained by the investments that we've made. Yeah. So um, in that group, the full-time ministry, and that's that's my bigger goal there. You know. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, that's great. That's great. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, very last question, and I will let you go sell something. Um, just in general, any last bit of advice to um, salespeople watching this? as to how they can be more successful, enjoy similar success that you're enjoying. Any final thoughts on that? You know, don't, in some ways, don't do what I did because what's gonna work for your market and you and your personality and your business might be different. Do yeah. what I did, yeah, don't do what I did as far as the actual execution. Do what I did as far as like I would I have always been so freaking hungry to increase my performance and get gather whatever I can that's gonna improve my everything, my state of being and my inner state of being and then my outward performance and all those things. So whether it's just little tools or little statements or actual, you know, reading articles about behavioral science, whatever it is. I'm not saying you need to do just just be hungry and get out there. You're listening to a podcast right now, so you're doing it, and just stay engaged in your own, you know, your own, and 
and the the right tools and things will come your way. Maybe it's not the money map. Maybe it's something else. You know what I'm getting yeah. at? So don't, yeah. don't worry about those, those things. You don't have to do it the same way I or somebody else did it. But but do do what we were doing because I bet you anybody else who's performing well is is drawing from something and they're hungry okay. for greater increasing that performance. Do that right. and you right. it'll it'll happen. Awesome, Michael. Thank you so very much for all your time all your insight. I, I always enjoy talking to you. You got, again, great energy, great insight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And hopefully maybe I'll see you uh, at an expo, uh, you know, in six months or a year so we can celebrate another awesome year. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the chance to share. I love it. This is fun. No, it's good stuff. Michael, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. Thank Bye. you. That was awesome. I, I got a report. Let's hope the thing keeps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's no, good. I appreciate it. I'm looking. It's so weird. I'm not. The camera is above my laptop, so I'm not really looking at you. I'm just looking at a black box. Yeah. So, no, hey, man. Th thank you again. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it'll probably run in a month or so. Uh, I'll shoot you a text uh, and let you know. And uh, again, it'll be on YouTube. It'll drop on uh, if you've got an iPhone. Uh, I know just because that's what I have. There's a purple app called Podcast. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're listening to podcasts, I'm sure. Cool. Uh, if you're listening yeah. to so it's called a successful contractor. It'll be up there as well. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to, to get it out there. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. It was, it was cool. All right, buddy. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Michael Pompeo of CM Heating in suburban Seattle, Washington, who sold over $3 million in residential HVAC in 2020. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, please email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, if you're on YouTube, give us a like. Please subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, please leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting space. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Dynamic Air Quality Solutions manufactures IAQ products based on the science of clean air. Dynamic's clean air defense system products are supported by technical and communication IAQ training that is second to none in the industry. For more information on how to get your team confident in communicating IAQ challenges and solutions on every call, email Michelle Hogan at mhogan at dynamicaqs.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.